start streaming hello and welcome to another stream from me anthem today we have jacob aviard joining mm -hmm. us all the way from the the pits of leeds <laughs> how we doing mate happy after this, this weekend oh i definitely been an intro. glad to get it's it's been a, a couple of weeks coming, haven't it? Um, we've been waiting since the Reading game for. Um, all right, this guy's really bugging me on the uh, chat. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hide him from the channel. That Newcastle fan again? Yeah, his jokes were all right, but then he's fucking mentioning what's it called? That the Adam Johnson bullshit again? Like yeah. We we get it. Innocent until proven guilty. We, I mean, he was proven. He was proven guilty, mate. But you know what I mean. Fucking yeah. get over it. It was eight years ago. We haven't had um, him on our roster for that time. But also, player like that. We're not the only club that's had a player like that. Well, we're not the only club that's had him. Uh, you got to got to mention. You got to remember that Man City had him. England. He played for England as well. Um, Why didn't you go at Man City fans as well? Yeah. Saying to Man City fans, you had a pedo at your club. At least we called them, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did the good thing and went, whoa, this is fucking weird. What are you doing? Man City were that's, all all right, were it? But there that's you go. how it is. Innocent to proven guilty. So at the time, we didn't know at first. And then... Yeah, he, he was definitely guilty though, mate. Like, yeah. I, I get it. It's, it's a thing, but... How long ago was that? Um, was 15. Was it 15? I thought it was 13. I thought it was near enough a decade ago. But no, after, after when I heard about it, when I first heard about it, I was thinking, please don't be true. And then when it mm -hmm. comes it, out that it's all true, I, was, I, I just was pissed off. Yeah, he was, a, he was a smog longer than he was a Mackham uh, as well. He was with the Smoggies for six years, Leeds for uh, a year, Watford for a year. Man City for three years and with us for four. More of a smog he than he is a icon, but we just caught him. Simple as that. Right. Fuck off Adam Johnson. <laughs> fuck, yeah. off, fuck off Johnny's who think it's um it's still Absolutely. relevant. It was half a half a decade ago now. Right. Anyways, Sunland versus Wigan. Tale of two offs, do you reckon? Yeah. We were the I think we played good overall. Like Wigan it won't like Wigan were better in first half and we were better in second. It was just we were just better overall. I think we were better than in the second half than the first half. But Wigan's goal was just a um, a lucky moment for them. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was absolutely that, mate. Like the first half, we did dominate. We put the ball in the back of the net. That offside goal that was disallowed, but they took the counter attack. They did. They did their one job that they were panning out or trying to do. Um, very very well when they got that lead though they started to slow the ball down and there was there was conversation let me say during the game around uh time wasting now yeah. didn't isn't that what um patson got his yellow card for for time wasting yeah was that another that other clubs have done it to us and they've not got books but when someone do it it's automatically a problem yeah, and also they did it pretty much straight away. They were on the floor, um, rolling around like claiming Bloody Mary, really. 
for the most part. But I get it, it's like five minutes before the end of the game. But ultimately, I think Wigan didn't put themselves out or didn't show their best qualities uh, in that game. There's a couple of factors, I think, that did um, did play its part. You had um, the weather. <laughs> I know it's, it's standard English weather, but... It was chucking down a rain. Uh, you could see that actually holding up the ball a tiny bit. The ball was played across the floor and slides and challenges were a little bit more, how do you, how do you say it, um, wet and wildy. <laughs> so, I don't know. The first half I was ultimately very disappointed with um, how we went in at halftime because I thought, here we go, here we go again. Another, yeah. another ex-player curse. Bullshit. To be fair to Charlie White as well, though, he didn't over-celebrate. He celebrated the goal, obviously, because he's he's happy that he's, he scored and that's his job. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, I don't think he, he did himself a disservice. The one ex-Sunderland player that did do himself a little bit of a disservice was uh, James McLean, though. Again, we had five, mm. five, five former players in their team and he was the only one that anybody really had a gripe against. Yeah. He's just an idiot, James McLean or James M McLean. See you, James must see you next Tuesday. Ah, I got yeah. I understand what you're doing there. Um <laughs> so I don't know. The the first half was was a bit of a how do we put it was a bit of a shit show. It was sloppy we did look like the better team in that first half, but we were ultimately 1-0 behind at the, at the break. Um, yeah. I think it would have been just a case of continue on, keep calm, crack on, all of that malarkey, and um, there wouldn't have been half the amount of issues um, that unfolded during the, during the second half. Um, but we did do the perfect thing. We scored early in that, in that, in that second half, and uh, yeah, the game was on from that point. And Wigan never looked in it. So, do you recall the goal at all? The first, the first Sunderland goal. Yeah, and I, I think we just—it just seemed to have, Mowbray must have given them a bit of a bit of a telling off. And I think we just suddenly woke up, and we just seemed better than definitely better than the first half. We just seemed more at Wigan mm -hmm. in the second half, and I think. A bit like Blackpool, really. I feel like we got a telling off in half time, and then we came out a bit like full guns blazing, you know, wanting to try and get a goal. Is it is that a, is that a thing you're concerned about going forward to to more games, playing playing forty five minutes well and the other half not, not? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it, it could bite us in the backside, but I don't want that to happen every game. But it does show that we're not. Like it's not like when we're in championship we didn't bother and then we won't bother if we conceded the goal. But I think in more recent years now we've seemed to have, you know, not let it overtake us, like when teams are scoring against us, we've not just gone, All right, let's not bother winning it and getting a result. Getting the point, it's yeah. Just, yeah. We seem to be more like, No, we're we're gonna try and get back into this. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, mate. It's it's a good sign that we've got players with that drive now, and it has been a, a good a good couple of seasons before 
um we felt like our players actually wanted to put the shirt on and and play for mm-hmm. us um i've got to say it's probably the you know the points per game season the season after that is when i think we started to sort everything out in that regard um we got rid of quite a couple of people in that transfer window as well that yeah that has helped change the philosophy of the club it's yeah it's a couple of managers changing as well since then um yeah no it, it's i think it's a culmination do you do you think that you said you said like i think just before we started stream that you think someone are going to finish 10th um yeah what makes you think 10th and not higher or like um most most people expected that start of the season much much lower than that but with safety in mind why 10th i, think it's, I don't know i think they well matt i just think well before i just it was just a, you know, just one of those random guesses. I just thought we won't be, we won't be a team that finishes not right bottom of the table, but you know, like fifteenth. I didn't think oh, we'll finish there. Some some new clubs do that, but I just think, yeah, I think especially this season, there's some teams that are worse than what we are. We are like Huddersfield because they've got rid of a lot of. Well, you're saying players. there's, well, you're saying there's fourteen teams that are going to be worse off than us. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's a lot of other teams that are in a worse situation. I do, I do feel like there's there's three clear runners for relegation if it stood if it stands now. That's Huddersfield, Middlesbrough, and um, Hull. Yeah, I think Middlesbrough ultimately will end up being pretty safe and then start flying up the table after after they just get their gives their head give their heads a bit of a shake. Um, I'm kind of concerned about Coventry, but not really because. I know they still have those three games in hand and they've got to play. Huddersfield is one of those. Um, I think isn't uh, Rotherham one of those? And who's the last one? Is it... Could it be West Brom or something? I want to say it's Sheffield. And West Brom's another club who I think will definitely do better than because they're just... They're not doing great, to be honest. No. You know, they've, they've improved a bit. After Bruce is gone, but we'll be definitely finish above them as well. Yeah, consider, considering that they were without a permanent replacement for Steve Bruce in that game, taking away three points, getting two goals against a team that is currently sat in sixth, Reading. Um, mm. I, I'm, I, I've got kudos for the players. I think, I think, yeah, they didn't really respect Steve Bruce as a gaffer, and I don't know why they waited for. 13 games to pass for them to realise that. Yeah. It's it's kind of bizarre. Literally, if if their if their caretaker manager gets one win, he's already beaten Steve Bruce's 22-23 uh, campaign in two games. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, I don't know. It's embarrassing for Steve Bruce, isn't it? What was what did you say, mate? It's a bit embarrassing, isn't it, for Steve Bruce? Because if it, he can't do it, but his caretaker manager can do better than him, mm-hmm. then. It's a bit like that's a bit embarrassing if I'm being honest from Steve Bruce's perspective. It is. Um, so I'll I'll circle back to to the Sunderland game itself. So yeah. the the second half, Elliot Embleton's goal was pretty much a mirror image of the Charlie White goal. Breaking play down the left hand side. Um, the winger cuts it in around the um, eight yard slash penalty spot goes to the uh, the correct person at the correct time 
and slots it straight past the keeper with the keep just diving, trying to get something on it, but ultimately failing. So yeah. the the quality of the goal is, I don't know, you, you'd say a copy-paste job from a FIFA game, I guess, but uh, where it really excelled was the, the, the second goal for Sunderland. Um, Sirkin getting on the score sheet after assisting the first one. Um, yeah, what do you think of Sirkin's performance? In in, he, he was playing the centre back. Like, how how is he getting the goal for us? Uh, to give us the winner. Like, that's enough. I don't know. I mean, he's just come back. Hasn't he just come back from injury or something? Yeah. So he had he had a, he had a prolonged period off, but I think that's more down to. The head coach not not yeah. having the option to pick him. Uh, there's also a um, oh god, I was gonna say it's it's completely out of the blue for the centre back to be up up front and, and attacking for us, but as an outlet, I think it was clearly a thing that was given the go ahead by Tony Mowbray because you saw Alessi do it quite a lot in the first half as well. He was in the box, he was a much furthest person forward, and he was supposed to be um, left wing back, so. There is that trust from the gaffer. I think they've that they've put in, on the players now that is basically saying, if you feel like it's a right moment for you to push personally, as long as you're able to cover back, go for it. Uh, it's if yeah. we if we do overcommit in situations like that in games where where we're against stronger opposition, um, so teams like Sheffield United, Norwich, that kind of thing. We would get punished for pushing our centre backs that high up, but do you think that's going to be um, a go-to um, go-to thing if we keep playing four-four-two, like getting one defender joining the attack? Yeah, it could. Be. I think it might be, and I don't want that to be the case because the defenders will have to go back to where they were, you know, run back down, and they'll get tired, and teams will break us down for that, which not a good sign, but. Long term, I don't think we'll keep doing that. I think Mowbray might have to ch- will change if he keep if he notices that if he does it, keeps doing that squad and brings in the gap. Change. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll want to be it'll be like uh, that. That's that could cost us. Mm-hmm. That. So, yeah, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to see maybe do something different now. Maybe formation. That that's a worrying bit if we're doing the four four two. In my opinion, yeah. So I think we've we've spoken about this um a, a couple of times as well with with the the tactics with two people up front. Do you think that's a a, a very strange tactic considering we have no out and out strikers? We have people who are makeshift and um, been put in that position. We are a midfield heavy team. Do you do you think still playing a four four two when we've got Sims and Stewart our two, our only two main front men out injured? Do you think that's a smart thing to keep continuing with, or or what? I mean, it's not really. I mean, it did work for against Wigan, but it didn't really work against Preston and Blackpool. Blackpool because Blackpool we we did okay, but we just couldn't seem to get the goals in mm-hmm. and that. But so. I think we'd, I, I wouldn't do it without Stuart and Sims. So next, I think next time if Stuart and Sims come back, do it more so when they're in the team, but not so 
maybe when 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 they're out. Yeah, in my opinion, in that case, I think I'm not sure if like a four three three would be better or I don't know or four two three one. I I think we need to have a single, especially with Sims and Stewart in the situation that we're at. I think we do need to start adapting a, a one person striker. Um, formation until we get more strikers in our our squad. The young lads, don't get me wrong, are doing a really good job, and um, defenses are struggling with their energy levels. I guess. Yeah. But it's the sustainability of that. How how often do you think we can make the same substitutions, um, and they still keep having the impact that we desire? Because I think some teams will catch on to it. Yeah, um, it's. I think should st- maybe try and start them a bit more often, and not just use them as like you know impact players. Mm-hmm. Along with Bennett as well, give them some games where they'll start on the pitch as well, because we could uh, by half time with them we could be winning and not needed. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, like with the Wigan game, we didn't make any subs when we took the lead. Uh, we only made a, we made one sub at half time because that was Gooch was injured. Um, he he had he took a knock in the first half and he just he twisted his ankle and he he wanted to play on. Obviously, not hundred percent after the rest of it rested for ten fifteen minutes. He got subbed off and we didn't make any subs in the second half up until the ninety odd minute when we were looking at five minutes extra time, which came from pretty much nowhere. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, it was. I I think tactically, Mowbray got that game perfect. Um, at the end of the day, any win is a perfect tactical decision, right? Sometimes it yeah. might be a little bit of luck, but you've did enough. You threw your cards in, and you end up taking away all three points. It's when you, when your tactic is to do a long ball or a counter attack, and you park the bus, and then a defender slips up. And fucks it up for you. That's the kind yeah. of thing that I think Sunland fans are used to when we are playing more of a defensive outlet, and we expect our defenders to make slips, and we get punished for it. Yeah, so, oh nine, oh nine had a bit to do with the Wigan goal, didn't he? A little bit, yeah. There was, it, it was like he he went for a challenge, and but there was four or five passes after that air ball challenge. So he, he went to yeah. kick the ball and just hit nothing and fell over. Got straight back up and tried to get back in, but it, it's that step back that people weren't expecting, and they capitalised. So, yeah. yeah. Do, do you think we're at a level where we expect perfection from all our players? I don't think so. No, not yet. But I'd like, hopefully, as the season goes on, we'll progress, and we won't need to. You know, won't need to struggle about fighting for relegation or put too much pressure on the players for the playoffs. Because I think mm-hmm. it'd be a bonus going into playoffs, and I would like it. But I think, I think mid table, I mm-hmm. think, you know, just settle for that maybe. Well, this season, yeah, so there's not wrong with pushing for the playoffs at whatsoever. And if you can do it, then oh, I'd love it. But you know. I, I think it might be a little bit too soon with the amount of changes that we need to be Premier League ready. I think maybe one yeah. or two more transfer windows before we start making that push up and keep going for it. But if it happens, I'm I'm more than happy to jump on board and 
get behind the lads to to do that. But I do think some yeah. of the some of the players, especially some of the newer lads, are a little bit immature for the prem. Um, but yeah. they could go into the prem and just absolutely shock every team that they come up against. You never know. Yeah. Um, it could be a mid-table Premier League team. <laughs> we, we, we could. <laughs> um, it's, it's we high could, ace, high lead, tiger. We, we could, could do a Leeds or a Brent. Yeah, the, the, I was watching um, a Sunderland podcast earlier on today as well, and they they were saying about basically the jump from League One to the Championship being a big, big jump, and everybody gets a little bit culture shocked when they come in here. But it hasn't really been that for us. Um, we've, we've seemed to have settled in well and done pretty good. I think all of the promoter teams have done a lot better than most people expected. Mm-hmm. Um, Wigan are in 15th, Rotherham in 16th. That's at least six silver teams before they even looking at the relegation zone. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're double that. So, yeah. We're I, doing the best. We're, do, we're doing the best of the three promoted teams. And yeah. to be honest, it's to be expected um, just because of how we invested in the summer. I don't think the other two teams did invest badly, but they didn't invest as much. In the summer, That's what we did. yeah, we, we did. We did have a good summer. We transfers. We did have a good summer, to be fair. And and we need another one or two of those before I think we'll be ready or close to ready to to a Premier League push. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, do up, update me, Tiger, and that'll be good. Um, so, is there any shock shock results or shock games that impacted you or you thought about over? The um, Saturday games. There was Sunday as well. I mean, but I want the Birmingham and did Birmingham win Sunday or did they lose to Hull? Uh, Birmingham won two 0 against Hull on Sunday. That kind of shocked me because I thought Hull would maybe get a win in that, but I think Birmingham seemed like they struggled at first, but I think now they're starting to pick up a bit. But I think that was a bit of a shock, really. We have a DJ. Hello, DJ. Welcome along. He's alive. You're on mute. <laughs> oh no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, you're on. No, you're not. Yes, you're not. No, you're... <laughs> Welcome along. I think we've got to repeat ourselves a, a little bit, but um, we have mm-hmm. gone over the um, we have gone over the weekend games, a couple of the decisions and um, other stuff, shall we say? Do you wanna do you wanna go over your um? Thoughts of the Wigan game? First half, second half, decisions, goals, substitutions, tactics, whatever. Go for it, buddy. Have you say. Yeah, uh, hi, Ant. Hi, Jacob. Hello. First half, um, I mean, I thought we were all right. Um, you know, and they when they, when they like, took the lead, you know, it was frustration more than anything else. I mean, because we were we were all over, and um, we were beginning to pick up one of them, one of them games again. But deep down inside, in the back of your mind, you there was just something about Sunderland. I thought, you know, um, there's there's more for us to come up with, and if we keep that up, then surely we'll have to get have to get something out of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the substitution and then and the second half came. Um, then you know, 
not not only did we carry on where we left off, but I think we dropped down a gear as well, and um, it, we were even better. No way, and we just I, I thought we just completely took control in the in the second half. Um, we constantly peppered their goal. Um, I thought Clark and Roberts were excellent on the flanks, constantly beating the men, getting them down the wings. Um, I mean, let's not forget it was a well taken goal by by Charlie White as well. It was it was a good finish. Um, but second half we came out <coughs> and um, we we just totally controlled the game. And let's not forget Wigan were champions in Division One last season. So not only if we beat them again, but, you know we also beat Rotherham. So it shows you how far that we have come um, compared to last season. You know we we'll beat mm-hmm. the uh, we we'll beat the teams that's come up with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, there was a couple of candidates for man of the matches and, and stuff. I thought I thought you know um, Pat Roberts was uh, was excellent um, down the uh, down the right uh, Sirkin as well. Patterson didn't really have that much to do, to be quite honest with you. He didn't mm. have any chance at all with the goal. Um, as for the the referee watch, you know, not as bad as what we've had, but still some some stupid decisions, mm-hmm. which uh, which left you sort of scratching in your head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the offside in the first half, which wasn't offside. You're looking at a couple of the uh, photos from the the fans on the side, and you can you can see that there were players behind the last defender but as the ball's been played he's already ahead so it, it was very very close to call that offside and it went in favor of if Wigan the counter-attack um I think five minutes just before the counter-attack didn't Charlie White pull down Luke or nine by the neck and didn't, didn't get anything against him as well so on, on that point, with the match officiating, and it's been a common theme across a couple of our games so far, do you think something... Yeah. Do you think something like VAR, uh, a third party um, outside the stadium, refereeing, officiating, would actually help Sunderland in these games, or not? Oh, the handball as well. The handball that we should have had as a penalty... You think we're we're underserved by the match officials and VAR should be a thing that's coming down the leagues or not? I would definitely say. I mean, I don't know why we are. Um, you know, whether we're just being paranoid or not, but we never seem to get the rub of the green. Um, but it's I've been saying this for a long time. I mean, whether they can do it or not. I mean, football's football. No matter what league you're playing in, it's not fair for the uh, the Premier League to have VAR and. Uh, the other league's not. We we matter just as much. <clears throat> if not more towards the end of the season. It does get you into that elite bracket of 20, 20 clubs. Um, and there's mega money in that as well, isn't there? Absolutely. And and I think because of the standard of refereeing in the lower leagues, like the Championship Division 1, mm. they obviously need more help. You know <laughs> what I mean? They're, they're, they're getting that many decisions wrong, blatantly getting them wrong as well, then... You know, the they do need help, but I mean, it's a case of where do you draw the line? I mean, you wouldn't be able to have like a VAR decision for every foul because I mean, some of the referees have, have missed blatant fouls from other teams, chopping our legs off to bits, and the referees just like waved on. It's a case of what do you have VAR covering in the lower leagues? Well, it should be the same things across all games, really, shouldn't it? 
but I would think so. In ter in terms of it will it is a big investment and it will require a lot of funding. But the Premier League, the um EFL TV money, like there is investment in the leagues and the football now for that to trickle down to beyond the first tier of the elite um European the the elite <laughs> European uh, tournaments leagues. But yeah, uh, VAR side, I don't think it's a popular opinion um, all that much. Not many people want VAR because it does slow down the game, especially in those decisions where it could be offside, it's slightly this, and it's potentially something that happened five passes back. And yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing is, though, as well, what, what you have to look at it, it's um, you know, you're just. You, I mean, you've seen that many Premier League games. You just don't know whether to celebrate a goal or not. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if it's that bad. I've, I think you should be celebrating a goal every single time, but um, it just feels like it's slowing down the celebration. It's it's more like a um, like a. Cheap... You get two celebrations in a way, don't you? Because if like you've lost, you've you know you've. Get in, it's a goal, and then oh, it's gone to VR again. Then then you can celebrate again when they've awarded you the goal. It, well, they do. They've done it in rugby for decades, mate. Um, with the try decisions, because they, they they can't tell some tries, and they have to have somebody off the pitch looking at the camera and and watching to see if the ball, the player gets the ball onto the ground. Like, if it's just about that final decision, why not? Scrap the the fourth official or the third official or the the linesman and just go. If it was offside, flag it up as offside. Simple as that. Let play flow on unless it's like clear and obvious it's offside. What is the point of those two men running up and down the wings going? He was ahead of him. Like you can do that with somebody off the pitch and completely separated from the fans going. Flag him. He's offside. If it's you know what I mean. Like there's no none of that peer pressure. There's none of that. Do you think? Um, or do you think offside should be the case of where your whole or your body's have to, has to be over that line? No, like, um, well, I think it should be a playable part of your body. So if your head's ahead, or your feet is ahead of the last defender, that's off. But if your arm or your fingers are all, like you're running and you're like that, like uh, the flash or something, and your hands ahead of the final defender, I don't think that should be counting because that that part of your body is never playable. It's like your shoulder, your torso, your legs, and your head. Like basically anything that's not your arms. <laughs> if any anything that's not your arms is offside, then yeah, you're offside. Because I mean, it it is ridiculous, isn't it? When you you say like it's somebody's eyelash is 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 a head over that line, and it's like, does that really really give the other player an advantage? Yeah. Uh... Not at the level that we're at at the minute. In the Premier League, it can and does, but it's yeah, it's it's fine margins, and some fine margins do call games to one team or the other. Um, we could have won this one four four one four nil, um, depending on if we had results go our way. Um, like that penalty decision with the handball did hit his hand, but was it too close? It wasn't given either way. Um, the goal that was offside that wasn't the um, yeah it, there's just too many of these decisions but it's also not this game it's many other games that we've had 
goals gone gone awry. The advantage rule that hasn't really been applied. We pass the ball once and then the person gets fouled again, but it doesn't class as a foul. But does he get the ball? It's it's just those fine margins. If advantage has been played, has advantage been taken? That kind of thing is not real. The, the argument is as well, isn't it? If, if you're offside, you're off. You're offside. You're offside. That's it. You can't argue with it. Yeah. Whereas whereas fouls and um. Else is is purely down to the perception of the referee of the intent of the player in that moment. So that's their perception, isn't it? It's human. You can, you can take the ball, but you can also take the man, or you can take the, you can take just the ball, but it still counts as a foul because you were intended to go through the player's legs to get the ball. Like it, it, it's what the referee thinks actually happens in that moment that you've got to oh, yeah, worry yeah, about. Absolutely. Mm. So. There's there's benefits and there's drawbacks of having VAR. The slowdown of the game, I think, is a minor, minor change considering how big some of these games could eventually could eventually be for some of these clubs. Um, I, I I think at least down to I, I, to be fair, I think the top four leagues in in England need it. Um, it stops all of this. The referee's not fit. You're not fit to referee. All them chance not about the referee anymore it's about the var and VAR backing up that referee's decision you know what i mean it takes it takes it takes the pressure off the ref doesn't it it takes the pressure off the ref it it um it also makes it feel a lot more fair and calculated you know do you know what i mean yeah 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 absolutely jp what are you what's what's your thoughts on that you've been quiet for a couple of minutes yeah i think be honest with someone getting screwed by refs, I feel like the I feel like VARs can be a bit biased sometimes towards certain teams, and I feel like VAR will be a bit funny with us, but it will be better to have it in the leagues because it just makes it more fair. But you know, it just it's gone against people sometimes. It goes for it. It's just I do, but I do think it should be brought to championship. Yeah, definitely, and other leagues as well. Good evening, Rosie. Welcome along. Um, Hello. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to summarise it, uh, it in one clean sweep. It there's only one decision I think that Sunderland would have ever had that would have went against us, and that <coughs> is the G goal against Man City on New Year's Day back in 2014. That's it. There's there's not many other games that we would have lost points on, um. So yeah, I I think it's a, it'll only be a good thing for teams like us or pe- uh, teams like us that feel like the referees are against them, um. And that can only be a good thing, right? So, um, moving on, we do have quite a lot of um. A lot of games ahead. For the next two next two days, uh, Dean, welcome along. VAR ref shouldn't change it. Change then it might be more consistent. That's what I'm thinking about. It 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 might be. You can't you can't <laughs> the emotion and the weather the, the the players harassing the referee doesn't come into effect when you're talking about VAR because like us watching it from afar, it's like that's what happened. That's how I saw it. But yes, uh, we have a lot of games happening tomorrow. Um, shall we go through them and go through our predictions for them? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Right, so 
game one, early kickoff, mm-hmm. kind of, 1945, is Huddersfield versus Preston. 2-1 Preston. 2-1 Preston. DJ, what are you yeah. saying? Yeah, I'm going to go... Um... One nil Preston. <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I'm thinking one nil Preston as well. Uh, we're all, we're all leaning towards Preston. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals in it, but um, Huddersfield have had a bit of a turbulent season, even though they are at home. Uh, Preston are really hard for them to break down, and Huddersfield are not not that great at breaking down solid defenses. So yeah, uh, game two is Norwich versus Luton. Three one Norwich. Okay, DJ. Um, I'm gonna go for two two. I think two two decent sides. Okay. I think I think I think I think Luton will give them a give them a good game. Give them a show for their money. So I kind of feel like Norwich are in their dip. They're in their bad spell of games. They've won one in five. Uh, they could be at least nine points clearer of everybody else if they actually uh, pulled their finger out. Um, and Luton are pretty much the pull-ups. They're on fire, they're on form. So I'm going to back Luton to win this one. Uh, another 1-0 away win. Uh, then the last and um, 7.45 game is Swansea versus Reading. 3-0 Swansea. Really? Okay. DJ? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go for Red and Two Nil. Okay, see, um, Swansea got absolutely thumped on the weekend. I don't know if you know know that they got beat four nil. They got a got a red card as well. Um, oh. late on in that game. So yeah. Can you go up and see for a bit or not? I don't know. Reading for me might just edge it. I want to say two one away win. Just try it. Tough place to go though, Liberty Stadium. It it is, but they've they've had an absolute shock yeah, yeah. and they might yeah. be down in the dumps a little bit. Uh the first eight o'clock game is Blackburn Rovers against Sunderland. Three two Sunderland. Oh that's gonna be entertaining. Go on then. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, what are you saying? Well, that depends on who, what players are back for us, doesn't it? Um, it's not a sign of Sims back, is there? I'm mm. going to go for one-one. That would be that. To be fair, a point against Blackburn wouldn't be bad. Uh, I'm actually going to back Sun, be backing Sunderland because and this is literally the only reason. Blackburn have won eight and lost seven, and they win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They're going to lose this one, and I want to see a. Um, a 2-0 Sunderland win. Uh, game 5 is Stoke versus Rotherham. Now, what are we saying? 1-1. One, one. Oh, okay. DJ? Stoke 3-0. Oh, a battering. Okay. Um, I, I am leaning towards what DJ's fault here. I'm going to say 2-1 Stoke. Uh, Rotherham have not had a bad couple of weeks. Uh, they, there are in most games, but Stoke now with Alex Neil 
picking in. Um, yeah, I think that I think they're gonna get a good Tuesday night game at the Britannia, the Britannia, the Better Three Six Five. What's it called now? <laughs> yeah, don't mention don't mention that name again. Not Better Three Six Five, but what you said before begins with A and oh okay surname. okay and 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 the Macum. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know <laughs> The, the last Tuesday night game is West Bromwich Albion against Bristol City at the Baggies ground. 2-1 West Brom. Don't know. I think they might just edge it. Okay. DJ? Um, nil-nil. <laughs> Wet paper towel. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say because I thought they would absolutely crumble against Reading, um, especially after going managerless, and they haven't. Um, I'm going to back West Brom. Uh, I want to say three one. Now let's move on to Wednesday night. We'll do it in the same order. So Jacob first, EJ, then me, and we'll do, we'll do that for for all of them. I think it's it's working out quite nicely as happened. So uh, game one seven forty five. Birmingham City versus Burnley at St Andrews. Burnley are going to win it 3-1. Okay. DJ. Burnley. 2-0 Burnley. I think they're starting to come around, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Mate, the, the top of the table now. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Goldbridge, who, who's a Man United fan, he won't be happy about that because he hates Burnley, doesn't he? Yeah, but it's close proximity to where he lives, and you can kind of understand yeah. it. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one's gonna be a draw. I'm gonna say nil nil. Uh, I, I just don't don't have good goal vibes in this one. Could be completely wrong, but you never know. Uh, game. Two slash eight. Game eight is Blackpool versus Hull City. I think one nil Hull, and I think Hull winning it. I think I'm going to say Hull to win it because Blackpool have had. I think they've had three players sent off in the last game, and that's probably going to knock them a bit. Good point. So I think. Okay. Did you? Um, Blackpool four nil. <laughs> Man, he completely disagrees with you. Um, <laughs> are you on crack, DJ? Uh, hey? Are you on crack, DJ? No, just gas mark six. <laughs> uh, you pull that scoreline out of your crack, though. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, I'm gonna back. Um, I'm gonna black back Blackpool, and I'm gonna say two one. I just think Hull are just too shit at the back. Um, the worst defense in the league. Even with those three players being sent off, um, yeah, Blackpool at home's not a pushover, so yeah, Blackpool 2 1. Game nine, no, eight, game six, seven, eight. Game eight is Coventry City against Sheffield United 2 2. I'm wearing shorts, thank you very much, <laughs> DJ. Um, I'm going to Sheffield United 3 0. I think they've been a bit poor recently, so I think they will come good for that one. 
Uh, I'm going to say Cov two one. Uh, bit of bit of a one out um, out there because obviously Cov are bottom of the league, but uh, Sheffield have have stepped off the pedal over the last three four games, so I think Cov might punish them. Uh, game ten is QPR versus Cardiff City. QPR versus Cardiff. You've gone one nil QPR, yeah. Yeah, I have one nil QPR. Um, see, I think it's going to be an end stuff this game, so I'm going to go nil nil. <laughs> end to end, basically, it's just getting pinged in the middle, volleyball style. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say QPR two nil. Not much they in don't, it. Cardiff don't concede a lot, do they? They're a bit like Preston as well. Yeah, but QPR are a fifth and they are quite hard to break it down. That were a fluke, I think. A bit of a blip. I, I don't know. Even when we went 2-0 ahead, they had a lot of fight and bite in them. So, I don't know. Cardiff might just be a team that they can rinse. You never know. Uh, game 11 is Wigan Athletic against Middlesbrough. Two teams coming into this match with very poor form. That's it. Two one Wigan. Okay, DJ. I'm gonna go three one Wigan. Um, I'm gonna go one nil Borough. No. Meadows. Yeah, I think I think they need to. Uh, they, they want to climb out of that bottom three, don't they? And Wigan is a team, as we've proven, are definitely beatable. On the day. Um, no point in the shift, really. Uh, they were poor against us, weren't they? Were yeah. we, 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 we just too good? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they were more bothered about what pies they were going to have after that match, Wigan. Absolutely. absolutely. You've got to have your bob roll. Um, and then <clears throat> the final game of the midweeks is at 8 o'clock, Millwall versus Watford. One apiece. Okay. DJ. Did you see a Birmingham there? <laughs> no. Yeah. Millwall, Watford. I don't know why I thought you said Birmingham. Millwall, Watford. Yeah, Watford two 0 I think they're gonna they're gonna have too much. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna join Jacob here. I'm gonna say a draw. Uh, one one. Well, gang up as if gang up on as if you Whoa. want. Then I don't care. One one. One one. Sorry, the hard word, DJ. <laughs> Uh, um, so that's the prediction section done um, Rosie's ch- jumped into the chat and said I definitely agree that we should have VAR in the championship he's catching up on this isn't she? <laughs> just a bit behind um, hello Lola Lola back if Sunderland are going to beat Blackburn what well, <laughs> Did you hear her there? She said woof. <laughs> she said woof woof. Very deep white lola, very deep back there. Bloody hell. Woof. Woof. <laughs> How's she doing, little Lola, anyway? Oh, she's happy as Larry. Have a look at this. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, very, very cute. Oh, I shouldn't have moved that camera. Did not have moved that camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we've gone through the Sunderland game. We've gone through a couple of the other games as well. 
we've gone through our predictions for the next one is there any other football topics that you've seen that you want to call out Any football and topics? Yeah, what about the the attendance? I think the, the the fans have not lost faith at all, have they? It was a good crowd for considering the weather was absolutely awful. Um funny you said that. We had a um a Jordy come into the chat and basically say um twenty seven thousand empty seats at the start of uh, of the stri- start of the stream before we even went live. Um and that pulled up the um the attendance stats. Sunderland's average attendance so far this season is 38,070. The next nearest is Sheffield United with 28,088. We are just shy of 10,000 ahead of the nearest attendance team in this league. So. That Jordy no, I just don't. I don't understand. Like, yeah, we might have 27,000 empty seats, but when we come to the Prem, we'll have none. They seem to be getting better already. I think there's not there was more empty seats in League One than there is now. To be fair, but you can, oh yeah, but... oh yeah, no the attend the average attendance for League One was about thirty thousand. So we are massively upstepping that. We've got eight extra thousand people who are basically more back on board with the style of play. We we yeah. needed that. Yeah, things are truly getting better now. For us, I believe it feels that way. We just yeah, it's just something to be happy about, and we deserve it. All the shit we've been through, we deserve it. Every good moment in this season. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask a question. Go on then. Ten being good, one being terrible. How do you think Sunderland have coped without the star men out, say Sims and Stewart? Probably a six. In yeah. the middle of, middle of the road, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because we we won three games where we didn't really need them. We won two three, three, yeah, we won two three nil games, pretty much back to back, and but then since those two games, we have stepped off the pedal, and then obviously winning winning again against Wigan, we're still without them. So picking up three wins without them, I'm all, I'm okay with that. That and that's, that's how 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 do you rate? How, sorry, Jacob, come on. Oh no! I was just saying that's got to be a good sign, and it without them, and we're still, you know, not a sign of a team that's going to struggle. <laughs> how do you rate Tony? How do you rate Tony Mowbray? Ten being good, zero being obvious reasons. Yeah, um, I think it's too early to tell. I, I do, early, I, yeah. I do, I do want you to to say your answer as well. But I'm I'm putting them at about seven at the minute. So above where the squad's at was six, but. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, you copied me there, Amph. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to put in a copyright claim on YouTube. Get get your channel, <laughs> get your channel took down. No, I, I I do think it's it's more like every time we've went in at half time, it seems to be what he said or done, made the substitutions or waited five minutes to see how the game's gone. His tactical things in the second half of of what's rescued our games or rescued points. So I think he's doing all right. Um, he's not being Phil Parkinson, is he? Like waiting until eighty seventh minute to change it. No, he's not being midi. He's not being like a Phil Parkinson or <laughs> Jack Ross, maybe. Yeah. But... Oh no, no, no. So, so what was your answer then? You did. You still didn't give us it. Seven. 
I'm going to go for a seven and a half. On mm. on the upper end, he's not our best ever manager so far, but he's he's showing what he's worth. Definitely yeah, yeah. better than Moyes and Parkier. <clears throat> Gracian. Do you think he's got the potential? This is the that there's the emphasis on the word there, potential to do a Roy Keane for us. Could do. Never say never, that's all I'm going to say. I, I feel like he needs to be a manager, and I'm, I know I'm going to beat the bush, beat, beat the, beat the, um, beat the dead, whatever you call it. Um, I do think we need a manager, not a head coach, to do that. Um, I don't think that's going to change for a while, though. No, I don't no, think that. I, I don't think that's going to change until we change the director of football, uh, which is Speakman, obviously, at the minute, isn't it? Mm. So. Yeah, I, I I hope so. I hope he just does what he's supposed to in terms of team selection, um, player selection, training, all that day to day running of getting the best out of the players. Yeah, yeah, but time will tell, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, final point, I guess, because we're coming up to the hour mark. Uh, before I move on, Dean says about the the um capacity point. He needs to go to Specsavers because the crowd cap at the stadium alight is 48,000. So 10, sh- 10, 10 shy of um, the 38 is not 27,000, is it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. What are we doing next on each other's channels? What What's the plans? Uh, I'm just going to be putting me, me funny clips up, um, you... the usual stuff. I- I, I did you see the last one I put up with? Did you see the last one I put up with Luke 9 Yeah, I, I'm classic. I, this is what I've got. Now you've got your own playlist name. I'm classing them as DJ Goofs. <laughs> need DJ to be, Goofs. They need to be in the one separate playlist. Um, yeah. Or DJ Circus or Comedy Show. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Crazy world of football. You don't know this? Um, <laughs> what, what are you doing on your channel, Jacob, mate? I think I would be uploading some more old TikTok videos that are, you know, onto my channel because I've already done that. Like some of them videos I've just up, that I've uploaded recently are from two years ago when I first got TikTok and all that. You know, um, tell you what I have noticed about the shorts though. Do you not know how I'm doing the goals for Sunland and doing them as shorts? I've noticed other other YouTubers are completely fine. It's just losing the monetization features of using other football goals and clips and moments from pasts. Um, you'll see a lot of Messi ones, you see a lot of Ronaldo ones, you see a lot of Holland ones at the minute, but they don't get taken down, they just get demonetized. So I might keep doing the what I'm doing with the Sun and Goals. Um, yeah. I am putting my own spin on it, aren't I? So. I'm going to be doing more Sunland football goal shorts. Uh, the prediction video is going to do a slight change on that. Uh, we are changing it to a reaction of the previous set of games and then a prediction bit at the end. Um, and then we do Monday Night Football, which is now going to change. Isn't that right, boys? Aye. So from next week, Monday Night Football is going to change to a Friday Someone night. there. What would you do if you want to meet and see? You would see it go and sort about, wouldn't you? <laughs> DJ is completely lost on where we're at there. 
So yeah, we're moving the Monday night football to a Friday night from next week. So um, that for me change. as well because we want to have the the kids to sort out because they want to have school on the uh, on the weekend. So I think it'll be it'll be much better. So yeah, we're moving from Monday night to a Friday night from next week onwards. So uh, in the meantime, we've got the uh, game tomorrow night against Blackburn Rovers, the uh, Burnley game on Saturday, and then it's that's it with there's two midweek games but they're not us that's uh, one of the coventry catch-up games isn't it yeah yeah so yeah live streams monday night football to a friday football shorts um yeah and check out dj and jacob in the comments below i think that's it you want to say good night and well lads (laughs)